Active Man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America, one voice, united we stand. And to all of the naysayers, and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better U.S. America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I know that weatherman is not in your job description, but what's happening with this uh, so-called Hurricane Erica that's supposed to be coming up the East Coast? Tropical storm right now. Actually, you know, um, uh, I have covered a number of hurricanes during my career. I know I'm more a uh, political reporter, but used to spend the month of August uh, running up and down the Carolinas an awful lot chasing them. But in the last 10 years, we certainly yeah. haven't had many. Uh, FEMA is already in watching. Uh, Erica is sort of disorganized down in the Caribbean, and so... Uh, they're not really sure which way it's headed and whether it will be a menace or whether it will peter out totally or whether it be just a big rainmaker or anything like that. You know, the one thing I do worry about, Herman, is that it has been 10 years since we've had a major hurricane strike the U.S. coast uh, since uh, late 2005. And, of course, all this connects with the 10th anniversary as well of Katrina in the last couple of days. And, you know, it's uh, you think of all the new people that have moved to the coast or moved to Florida, uh, along the Atlantic seaboard, along the Gulf Coast. And if you haven't had to really get ready for a storm like this in 10 years, I don't care what anybody says. If you haven't done something in 10 years, you're probably not ready to do it at that point in time. FEMA says that they're ready. That they've, uh, you know, they've changed things around and listening to the FEMA chief this week and talking about all the retrospectives on on Hurricane Katrina. He says that things have changed, that they would be ready. Uh, but, uh, you know, I always wonder about those people living along the coast who really haven't been through a big storm like this and whether they would be. It, uh, right now, it doesn't look like this one is going to test us, but sooner or later, it seems like we can't go well, we're we're let's just say, Herman, the we're, likelihood, uh, yeah. we're stretching uh, the limits when we're uh, 10 years without a big storm. Well, you're right. I know here in Atlanta right now, outside my studio window, it's just been a dark, cloudy overcast all day. It's not raining, just a dark cloud overcast. And I presume that that's probably a result of some of the, that weather pattern that might be forming. What's it like in D.C. right now? Uh, you know, actually, we've had some really almost fall-like weather. It was in the 50s this morning. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, Mother it's Nature's trying to turn it uh, turn it off a little uh, early up here. But, you know, it's just I think of all the little, you know, communities that I've been in on the, on the Carolina coast and going down. And even I was just down in Florida the last couple of weeks. Uh, up uh, north of St. Augustine, right on the ocean there. And, you know, all the building that's gone on in recent years and all the new things that have been built and everything, uh, I, I just always wonder whether people are ready, really ready. I, I, I remember a, a buddy of mine uh, sort of shaking his head after Hurricane Andrew and admitting that uh, they used to make fun and sort of snicker at the old guy down the street in their neighborhood who every uh, uh, two months or so would drag his, his generator out put some more gasoline in it, and run it for a little while. 
Yeah. And uh, they always said, yeah, you know, that guy, he's just always doing that. And then when Hurricane Andrew came through, that guy was the only one with lights for three months <laughs> while the rest of them were all in the dark. Yeah, who got the laugh? last laugh yeah and not only that but it his roof stayed on when a lot of others didn't either because he'd done a lot of work on his house mm -hmm. and you know it's real easy to say i mean you could do all kinds of prep and nothing happens and you know how that is so as of right now fema watching but uh, no real news to impart as to whether or not this thing's going to jump up right speaking of jump what about trump <laughs> <laughs> how about that for a segue yeah well he certainly <laughs> You know, uh, again, just watching and listening to him, I, I'm amazed that he can he can talk about issues and talk about solutions for things that any other Republican candidate, if they mentioned it, it would be a big problem. For example, something that he's uh, he's talked about in the last couple of days has been raising taxes on hedge funds and hedge fund managers. You know, there's always been Democrats have talked about how they think that hedge fund uh, groups are able to shelter a lot of income and therefore pay a very low rate of taxes, even though they're making all kinds of money. And Trump has made it very clear that he would end that and he would make them pay a lot more in taxes. He says they can afford it. Well, that's what I would call a tax increase. And obviously, for an awful lot of Republicans, it doesn't matter who tax increases are, are uh, uh, aimed at. They don't like them. And yet, you know, I don't sense that any of those sort of non-Republican ideas that Trump has, and he has a number of them, are making any of his supporters sort of uh, think twice about him. But it's just something to think about because I, Trump is very good at at dealing with things so far, but sooner or later we're going to get deeper and deeper into policy. He's talking about putting out a tax reform plan in coming weeks. And you and I both know, Herman, once you get into details, then all of a sudden people have something to pick apart, and it's a little more than, hey, I'm going to fix the tax code. Well, you know, if he sticks with the simplification approach that he has in his book, which was published in 2011, the way he's raising taxes on some of those hedge fund people, and I'm not trying to defend it, I'm just saying, is that it would be a flat rate on their income and all of those shelters are going to go away. Sure. All of those ways that they can hide money is going to go away. Maybe that, I don't know. I'm anxious to see what he has in his tax simplification plan. Uh, that, and if he sticks with the one in the book, that's how some people are going to pay more, but more people are going to pay less. Just, yeah, that's the whole thing, how yeah. it all fleshes out, because if it does bring in more revenue, then some people would say, well, yeah. no, you're raising taxes overall. And and as we both know, the, the devil is sometime in the details. But oh, for yeah. now, uh, Donald Trump certainly is sticking at the top of the Republican field. I think he's going to be in Nashville tomorrow, if I remember correctly. And uh, look, we got just over two and a half weeks now to get to the uh, next Republican debate. And I was taking a look at the polls yesterday, Herman, and see. And remember we talked about uh, CNN, right. the way they're setting it up with their 10 different polls that they'll be using. And one would have to think right now, you know, August 28th until September 16th, and maybe a few days before that, I bet we have a rush of new polls as different organizations would like to get their stuff out and impact where things stand. Right now, the top 10, if you use the last 10 national polls, Carly Fiorina is still on the outside looking in and not on the uh, the main debate stage because some of the polls that are in that 10 are from before the first GOP debate. Now, I'm sure that Fiorina hopes that all kinds of news organizations will churn out all sorts of national polls in the in the next two weeks to try to cycle some of them out. The, the two people sort of at the end that uh, could be in trouble, actually one of them is, is John Kasich, who barely made it in last time right. because CNN also has a lot of older polls in and that holds him down. Chris Christie is the one I look at that's probably, if Carly Fiorina is going to get in, 
Chris Christie would be the one most likely to slip out into the pre-debate debate table. But I'll tell you the other one that I just want to raise, and that is uh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul's numbers have slipped a bunch, and he's trending downward. If um, By my numbers, he's number eight now out of the ten. And if he were to have another couple of polls like he just had in Quinnipiac this week where he was at 2%, uh, that could almost uh, there'd be a long shot there that he would not be in the top uh, ten, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, has CNN specified which of the ten polls they're believe. going to use? No, I think they're just like Fox did it, so yeah. they can pick and choose. Look, uh, wouldn't you think that CNN is going to have their own new national poll come out? I mean, of come course. on, it's right before their debate. Of course, one would think that maybe uh, you know NBC and Fox News and others, and so I would think we'll see a whole host of polls in the next few weeks, ju- in the next two weeks, just before this debate. Well, I would give Carla Fiorina a little bit of advice, and that is. I wouldn't sweat it, and here's why. Yeah, I, I'd if have to she's agree with you, in yeah. the if she's in the the first one, and a lot of people are feeling like she sh- should have been in the the big one rather than the uh, pre-debate one or whatever you want to call it, the the, the happy hour poll. Guess what? That's probably going to increase the viewership because people are going to want to tune into that one to see who, you know what she's about. Yeah, who may she have missed dominate it. that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, you can see if right. she's going to dominate it again, and if she dominates it again in that one. That's just going to give her that much more press going forward, even if she doesn't get into the the big debate. Because let's think about it. Um, You know, it's not that I want to drum anybody out right now, but as you look at the sort of others, I mean, Rick Perry has been struggling wrong. Uh, Bobby Jindal has not been able to get much traction. Lindsey Graham obviously has not been able to. Rick Santorum has not been able to get much. That sort of second debate table they are really they're struggling to be in the conversation, other than Fiorina. I mean, they really are. And uh, this is, you know, again, this is all part of the sorting out process here. And then that's why I sort of look at this and start to think, even if you don't go after Donald Trump as one of the uh, participants in this debate, you've still got to make a little name for yourself out there and again and, and start to talk up yourself a little more because, boy, uh, you can. Isn't it amazing how how much Trump it's really sort of recently just sort of Trump and Bush with a little bit of, uh, of Ben Carson. Uh, Scott Walker, Rubio, and Cruz, but really everybody else is struggling to get up there. John Kasich has been getting a lot of attention in New Hampshire. He's, his numbers still have not come up nationally. Right, because he's been advertising in New Hampshire. That's what people a, forget. And Spending a, a lot yes. of money up and there. And B, he's also been going up in the polls there, right. too. In several of the polls, he's been number two in New Hampshire, yes. Yep, very good. And uh, we had a little fun on the show. We're going to do it again with this this a word association that you talked about. <laughs> That's kind of fun. You started it yesterday, and uh, I noticed that some other people, are, some other news outlets are reporting on it. We've been doing it on the radio, and we've had some callers who called in with some doozies. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. When you get a chance to think about it, see, that's I mean, that's the thing about word association. If you get a chance to consider what you would say, yeah, uh, that's a little different than just suddenly, uh, you know, uh, what do you think about you know fill yeah. in the blank in terms of a name? I tell you, the the one thing you read some of the uh, of the things in there. About about some of the candidates, about Hillary Clinton, Jeb Bush, and Donald Trump, and you can see just how detested some of these politicians are because yeah. some of the answers are just brutal. I mean, words that we can't even say on the air because, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, I just, uh, as a friend of mine said, you can say them, you can say them one time, and then you won't be on the radio again. <laughs> I, I, I think I saw deep in the list for Hillary Clinton, I want to say that murder came up like nine times or Ooh. something like that, I thought. Yeah. That goes I mean, that now. That goes back to one of those previous gates that she was involved it in. It could either be that, yeah. or it could be just that they were expressing their extreme hatred for. But words like corrupt, 
crooked, yeah. you know, criminal, deceitful, untruthful, yep. untrustworthy. Uh, again, it does speak to to the problems there. But you know, Donald Trump's too. I mean, um, ego and uh, and clown and and uh, idiot and blowhard. And uh, here's one that rhymes with sinkhole and pompous and bombastic. I mean, egomaniac, yeah. loudmouth. So I know that there's uh, that America's 50-50, but it was a very interesting sort of insight into where people are. I would agree. And like we said, like it or not, perception is a big factor oh, yeah. oh, in helping yeah. people to make up their minds. Well, thanks right, a lot, Have a good weekend, buddy. You too. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Four years ago, he was rising to the top of the primary race. Herman Cain certainly has the exclusive inside campaign analysis every day. And when I come back, rapid fire and my one word association for Shane B. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.